section eighty four of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter thirteen perish those who have said our good things before us donatus that lady had by some means discovered that a misunderstanding had taken place between the countess and colonel delmore though she was ignorant of the cause of it and she deemed it more politic to take no notice of it that she might not be suspected of any sinister design in wishing to get her daughter out of london but before she had an opportunity of beginning an oration on the subject lady rossville held out her cousin's letter to her saying by the by mamma do you know mr bald the minister of rossville is dead and i mean to bestow the church upon william leslie here is a letter from anne upon the subject mrs st clair looked very solemn you forget you have guardians to consult upon these occasions gertrude i had a letter from edward yesterday he is very anxious for it and anne says her father will not object to it lord millbank you know is a mere name and of course you must approve of it mamma no i do not approve of your being instrumental to the degrading of your uncle's daughter into the wife of your parish minister if she will throw herself away let it be in some remote situation but don't let her bring her poverty and contempt to our very door she may be poor but i am sure she never can be despised mamma poverty and contempt generally go hand in hand in this world said mrs st clair she cannot possibly afford to dress herself even upon an occasion so as to be fit to appear at your table as your cousin though merely as the minister's wife she might pass without observation she is so gentle and ladylike in her manners and so unassuming in her dress that i am sure i never could be ashamed of either then she can scarcely afford hats and shoes certainly not stockings and gloves to her children and you would enjoy very much every time you went outside your gate to be followed by a troop of half-naked urchins staring after their fine lady cousin but mamma i promised but at present you have no right to perform you are a minor you are under pupilage it is your guardians you must be guided by wait till you are of age and then do as you think proper by that time a much better living may be in your gift for this i understand is one of the poorest the discussion was stopped for just then there drew up an equipage somewhat of a different style from those which usually graced the countess's door it was a very large heavy roomy-looking coach evidently built to carry six of a strong salmon colour with grass-green hammercloth and green and orange liveries the general effect was shocking to the eye of taste and gertrude uttered an exclamation of horror as she caught a glance of it it appeared to be literally as full as it could hold as sundry bonnets were to be seen and it was some minutes before mr larkins could extricate himself from the company within and several more elapsed before mrs larkins emerged then followed another lady and another in less time and all four were actually in the hall before lady rossville had presence of mind to take any precautions against this eruption mr and mrs augustus larkins miss larkins miss barbara larkins were now announced and much bowing and curtsying and introducing took place and the good-natured simple lily seemed as though she never would weary of shaking hands and expressing her delight at sight of her aunt and cousin at length they were all seated and then apologies commenced for not having been to wait upon them sooner you must have thought it very unkind said she but we have been staying at old mr larkins's beautiful villa 
willow-bank and we only came back to town the day before yesterday and how odd it was that we should see each other first at the opera i saw you didn't know me at first but augustus said he dare said you were angry because i had not been to wait upon you but i assure you it was only the day before yesterday we came to town and yesterday we couldn't get old mr larkins's coach for he wanted it himself but we have got it to-day and old mrs larkins came with us but she has hurt her leg and finds it very troublesome to get out so she hopes you'll excuse her charming house this ma'am observed mr augustus surveying the apartment all round monsieur's nice house indeed said miss larkins sweet purty house it is said miss barbara larkins well ma'am you have been to our theatres of course inquired mr augustus lady rossville answered in the negative good law ma'am it an't possible why then you have seen nothing suppose we make a party for drury lane some of these nights a thundering rap at the door here proclaimed other visitors and gertrude thought she would have swooned when the duchess of st ives was announced she rose to receive her in the other drawing-room but she was too late the duchess was already in the very heart of the larkinses how do you do dear lady rossville i heard you were taken ill at the duchess of arlington's last night and i felt quite anxious about you but you seem pretty well to-day this was uttered in that tone of insolent condescending superiority which is intended at once to convey an impression of the speaker's own triumphant happiness and their commiseration for the person they are addressing gertrude tried to repel it but she was no adept in dissimulation and her attempt at gaiety failed when she answered that she had merely been fatigued by the length of the ballet at the opera and overcome by the excessive heat of the duchess's rooms i judged wisely then it seems said the duchess carelessly and having my own little quiet party at home though to own the truth i believe i was rather wise by compulsion as i had two or three friends dining with me who positively would not go away and i was forced to sing to them till i actually made myself hoarse giving a little affected cough as she spoke gertrude's colour rose and her heart beat but she made no reply mrs st clair therefore thought it necessary to say something if only to prevent the larkinses from getting in a word your grace's musical powers it seems have greater attractions than even the wonder of the day the celebrated catalani oh dear no said the duchess in a sort of careless contemptuous manner as if she disdained to be complimented but tis pleasant to sing with those who understand one's style of singing there is only one person i know who can sing felice ci via mira that is in the way i sing it that was colonel delmore's favourite song and one gertrude and he had often sung together and she had heard him mention the duchess of st ives's style of singing as something fine though in a different style from hers she felt that her agitation would betray her if she attempted to carry on the conversation and she was glad even to turn to the larkinses who attracted by the splendid binding of some books which lay upon one of the tables had begun to inspect or rather to handle them this is beautiful said mrs larkins displaying some fine engravings of in one of them to her sisters-in-law i never saw this before fisk by mrs tigg reading the title of it fishy my dear whispered mr larkins as if a little ashamed of her malpronunciation dear is that p c g said miss larkins a sweet pretty thing it is gertrude could almost have cried at this malaprop murder of psyche by mrs tigg while the duchess had recourse to her little affected cough to conceal the play of her muscles apropos of music which we were talking of said she pray is not colonel delmore some relation of yours i think he told me you were somehow cousins 
how very well he sings felice ci we mira yes i believe colonel delmore is my cousin said lady rossville now wrought up to an air of haughty indifference and he does sing some things very well in particular vorace alman per gioce ah that i suppose he keeps for his particular favourites said the duchess with an insolent smile as he has never sung it to me i shall certainly reproach him with his treachery when i see him meanwhile good morning dear lady rossville i am quite happy to find you so well and with a squeeze of the hand to the countess a slight bow to mrs st clair and a supercilious stare at the larkinses as they all rose and bowed and curtsied with profound respect she swept out of the room gertrude was much too wretched to know or care what passed during the remainder of the visit she heard something said about a dinner and about a party to the play and about old mr larkins's villa and old mrs larkins's leg and in the inanity of despair she assented to everything and they at length took leave impatient to carry the tidings of all they had seen and heard to their less noble acquaintances End of section eighty four